1: Welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags, and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. And now, across this powerfully oaken desk, no, I'm just kidding, he's somewhere out in cyberspace, is Johnny Rage.
0: Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, ladies and germs. Honor, am to be here salutations hellos and welcome
1: johnny rage what do you got for us today on this powerful podcast what's going through your mind
0: well Diggs, um you're, you were a Gilli- you're a gilligan's island fan right
1: powerful show
0: yeah i was i was uh watching uh, gilligan's island this past weekend and I was actually listening to the words. I think everybody in the world can sing the Gilligan's Island song. Just sit right back. Uh, would you please sing this with me? Just uh, there's a there's a point. Just sit right back and enjoy the, the tale of a fateful ship that started from this traffic board aboard this tiny ship. Now, if you listen to the words, um, if not for the courage of the fearless crew. The minnow would be lost. Yes. Wasn't the minnow lost?
1: <laughs> no, it was not lost. He the minnow was lost. No, the skipper's powerful, powerful nautical skills got him, got him alive on that island.
0: But they're lost. No, they're lo- on a remote island, lost. So
1: they're in I paradise.
0: Did, I didn't pick that up until I actually sat down. And watch Gilligan's Island. And I was just listening to the jingle, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! If not for the courage of the of the uh, crew, of the minnow would be lost." I'm like, "Dude, you got them lost. <laughs> That's the whole reason for the show. You're lost on a remote island." So ponder that for a moment.
1: Well, it was powerfully black and white. It was on the beach, and then later on, it was in a beautiful full color lagoon. Yeah. And in the original, uh, in the original one, they said uh, they said the lyrics said "and the rest." They didn't mention.
0: And the rest are here. On. You know why they changed that? Bob Denver, my research team found this out for me. Bob Denver didn't like the fact that they left out uh, Marianne and the professor, so he said, "I'm not going to continue on until you actually put them in the credits." So that's kind of a credit to him. As to why they added, but, but I mean, does it make sense? I mean, you already said five of the cast members. You can't throw the, the two in, <laughs> the additional two. <sighs>
1: I think his finest role was on Far Out Space Nuts.
0: That was good television.
1: Powerful. You know, speaking of retro TV, I just watched the original unaired pilot of The Munsters
0: oh nice
1: you know that's
0: that's funny you bring that up uh dags because they always say that celebrities die in threes and um uh, remember the the niece Marilyn on that television show
1: yes she it was, was, a, she per, was per, she portrayed was a, by two different young ladies
0: yeah she was she was um the real attractive gal except to the monsters they were they always thought that she wasn't attractive, um, but she passed away. Her name was Beverly Owen. She died at the age of 81 years old. And they say that celebrities die in threes, which makes no sense because hundreds of thousands of people die every day, right? But how about Luke Perry at the young age of 52?
1: Yeah, we'll get into that. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the monsters pilot. I okay. Viewed.
0: Tell me about it because, again, I just, but it was a perfect segue, though, because the the niece did pass away just the other day. But what, uh, do tell us, Diggs.
1: Well, it was interesting. It was in color, first of all. And the mom was different. It was uh, a different lady. She was more goth looking. And it turns out she looked too much like like, uh, the Adams family, the mom in there. Yes, Morticia. Okay. So they change her the Eddie Munster was this obnoxious little Wolfman kid that was just all bent over <laughs> the whole time. It was really obnoxious. So they, they and he, ironically his name was Happy, the actor that portrayed him. But it was really weird because you see the the early stages of the character development. You see uh Herman Munster was skinny. He was big, you know, he had the the face mask, but he was skinny and he was more serious. And then on the later episodes, what they did is they made his face bigger and he had his mouth open all the time. You remember? <laughs> so was it, was it Fred Gwynn still in the pilot episode? It was Fred Gwynn, but he was more serious and he wasn't, he, you know, he became more childlike. Right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, he, you know, he'd stomp and throw temper tantrums. Yeah. And, and in the pilot, he was a kind of cool guy. So it was a little okay. different. He, he had a different vibe. They dumbed him down. They made him more childlike in the other episodes. Grandpa's makeup was different. It was, it was pretty cool to watch it and, and to see, you know, this unaired pilot before, you know, the, the people looked at it and said, well, we want you to change this, change that. It was kind of cool to watch.
0: Well, I find it odd that that first one would be in color and then they must have looked at it and said, you know, for this theme, we're going to go. Black and white on all
1: this. Exactly. That's what they wanted to do. They they were going after you know the original monsters, you know okay. the classic monsters back in cinema history. So they wanted it black and white to give it that vibe. Correct.
0: So was Marilyn the uh, the niece? Was she in it?
1: Yes, it was the I forget her first name. Priest was her last name. And okay. then And then it turns out what she was uh, she was a really uh, young actress, and uh, I believe she lived in New York. Flew out to film it, and what happens? It, she was. Uh, she had a her boyfriend, fiancé was back home, and she was really missing him. She was crying all the time, and then finally they let her out of the contract. And then they replaced wow. her.
0: Wow. Um, how about, so was Grandpa the same? Or so all the actors are basically the same as they are? The, mo- for-
1: the mom is different. Okay. Eddie Munster is different. Okay,
0: that's all right. What, Digs? what led you to that, if I might ask? Just a stream of consciousness out loud over the YouTubes or what?
1: How I uh, how I viewed that powerful episode? Yeah. Well, that's yes. the beauty of YouTube. That's why I like it. I mean, there's some things I don't like about it, the censorship. But it's, you know when they always say Big Brother's watching you and all that? The mm-hmm. cool thing is the algorithms look at whatever you're watching and say, hey, you're probably going to dig this too. Right. And it, it's pretty accurate usually but I like to mess with it too. I like to watch something, you know, super liberal leftist and then super right wing. And then it just messes with the computer. It's like, does not compute, does not compute. Yeah.
0: But the um, Munster
1: is a, uh, that you should watch that. It was, it was really interesting being a big fan of retro TV. I know you what, are, uh, I know you are, so you should check that out.
0: Let's uh, the uh, tri- trivia question, Dave. It's very easy for you. What was her address?
1: Thirteen thirteen Mockingbird lane oh man, yeah, it turns yeah that's powerful. that's an easy one, but it turns out that that was they didn't really say where it was, but it was kind of like a suburb of Los Angeles. Okay. i have heard different things of where but that's basically it was kind of cool in the in the in the beginning the this guy drives drives uh Maryland home, you know, on the first date and goes up to the door and then of course. Herman Monster answers it, and then he turns around, and the guy just double times it, hops in his car, and peels out. And then she's all sad.
0: <laughs> well, I think that was that happened several times.
1: No, I know, uh, but that's the first time it happened. That was the unaired pilot, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool if you're a fan of that show to see the setup.
0: I, I when when I'm listening to you talk about that particular program, which I was a huge fan of. Um, I also it takes me back to, of course, there was a battery of them um gilligan's island as i talked earlier at the top of the show here but of course you have to throw i dream i dream a genie into that mix all roughly i call that the 70s of course what, what year was Monsters? was that si- late 60s early 70s do you recall days i will
1: pull it up as we speak
0: okay i always
1: know genres in general but the specific date i'd have to look that up
0: well i always told you 80s to me is anything between 1975 and 1990 to me that's all grouped into the to the 80s um what other retro uh television series
1: well what did you like about i dream of genie besides the obvious well
0: i mean it's pretty obvious what everybody liked about her i mean that was probably the first woman everybody had a crush on her or farrah fawcett we all had the fair upholster. Oh, I
1: thought you were talking about Major Healy. Oh,
0: having a crush on him? No days. Um, it, it was unique. It was different. Um, she was kind of a submissive gal in her little bottle and had to serve the master. I mean, what kind of man does him enjoy that relationship? Um, hot blonde comes home and calls you master. I think that goes without saying why most men probably like that show. Um, September 24th,
1: 1964. And it was only uh, two years, 64 to 1966. But the there, monsters were? Yeah, but there was 70 episodes.
0: Gosh, they pounded them out.
1: It was you know, Fred, Fred, hold on, Fred Gwynn, Yvonne DiCarlo, Al Lewis, Beverly Owen was the original. She was yeah, the one Beverly I was talking Owen. about, correct. And then, yeah. Pat, then Pat Priest took over pretty much right away, 1964 to 1966. Mm that's great and so powerful and then a butch patrick
0: i can't believe they pounded out 70 episodes of that thing uh the gilligan's island was very similar they didn't they only had like three season run but because they're in perpetuity on um reruns it just seems like they were on longer than that and they have the fact that everybody still watches them to this day so that's why they've seen both of those programs. like They ran much longer than their original two years. I would have never guessed two years for the Munsters.
1: Yeah, syndication, you're right, is what really does it.
0: Oh, there's no doubt.
1: It was weird. Um, I watched a documentary on it, too. All the promotion they had to do, they had to go out all the time. They actually made a movie, too, a Munsters movie. They'd always try to reboot it, but then times change. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's moving so fast. You had the 50s. You had the Leave it to Beaver, you know, the the typical household, black and white. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is the same dudes that did Leave it to Beaver created the monsters. That's crazy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that those two were interconnected. Um, Two good programs. Which one did you like better? Uh, Are you a Leave it to Beaver fan or a Father's Knows Best fan? Those two probably closest resemble each other.
1: Well, for me, there's no comparison. I mean, Leave it to Beaver, powerful Eddie Haskell, Larry Mondello. Mm-hmm. These are powerful characters. The mm-hmm. dad was awesome. The mom was always vacuuming, wearing pearls. Mm-hmm.
0: Were, were children always that well-behaved? Were you and your brothers that well-behaved growing up? Were you, when they told you to get to your room and your room was neat and tidy? Um, not all that realistic, though, when it comes to family life.
1: Sure it was. It was a powerful, realistic family that you should emulate. Instead of all this craziness now, these kids running around and climbing trees. And do they still do that? Do the kids still climb trees?
0: I think they need to climb trees more than um, being an electronic nicotine, as I call it. So you talk about do kids climb trees. I wish they would because... Right now, all they're doing is they're on that electronic nicotine, which would be their cell phones or their electronic devices. So, Hashtag irony. Yeah. But how do you. Now we're talking about some of the greats when it comes to sitcoms Father Knows Best, Leave It to Beaver, The Monsters, I Dream a Genie, the list goes on and on. Is there. Let's talk about current day. Is there any sitcom that can stack up to those, uh, retro ones that I just mentioned.
1: Well, I think it's a, it's a whole different thing. I mean, back then, you know, they had the formula of the family, the nuclear family. I think now, you know, you have different, I mean, you think of a recent, you know, in the nineties, Seinfeld was actually, you know, a podcast where it was just day to day, just a dude, you know, comedian living in his apartment, dealing with, you know, other, dudes and do du- it do that's in new york city and mm-hmm. and that one started out a little slow but then it it just you know grew and grew and then and then you think of things that spun up not even spinoffs but larry david's show Kirby your enthusiasm on hbo
0: mm-hmm. let's look at that that must see tv night thursday lineup it was uh cheers for a while it was friends it was seinfeld
1: the single was- guy
0: It was wings. I mean, NBC owned Cos actually, the Cosby show kicked it all off. Um, they owned Thursday. And they didn't, they they it seemed like when one sitcom would finally run its course, they'd have three more to put back in its place. They just carried that Thursday forever and ever. But when you look at today's networks, and granted, there wasn't a competition. You have so many channels to choose from, but there's no must-see Thursday night TV anymore and current-day TV. Um, now, I know you might throw Game of Thrones into the mix, Dags. I, did you see the uh, new trailer I see just came out?
1: I did. But you're right. You're comparing a, a sitcom situational comedy versus you know a drama based on a book. Game of Thrones. But I I see what you're saying with all the different forms of entertainment like this powerful podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. You know, we really enjoy everyone that listens to the show. I enjoy talking to people on Twitter, Facebook. So make sure you check us out. Make sure you follow our Facebook page like that. Go to Twitter at Amish Machine. I'm on there 24-7. Instagram, follow us. Amish Baby Machine. We do have a Patreon page. We would love your support go on patreon.com or the website amishbabymachine.com i have powerful links there another thing is merch we have powerful merch i got great shirts mugs everything powerful designs check them out if you're a podcaster we have great designs for you if you're a fan we have great designs for you also pretty much anywhere on the internet amishbabymachine.com follow us we're everywhere.
0: The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. know when it comes to merchandise, uh, you don't happen to have a man, man song for me, do you?
1: We could work on it. <laughs> we could.
0: Uh, preferably a camel, please. Just,
1: just don't wear it backwards. Ooh. Also, on the podcast themselves, we are on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Whatever you listen to us on, make sure you leave us a review. That helps us with the feedback. It also helps us with the rankings. We appreciate it. Five Star is the best review, and that will unlock the secrets to Johnny Rage's universe.
0: Yes, what a wonderful universe I rule over. Um, you, you know, while you were throwing out that promotion, I happen to think, I was just asking you, Diggs, will we ever have a must-see TV? Will any network dominate any night of the week? Right now, what comes to mind is probably Sunday night football, I think, would probably dominate the week. Um, But that's a sporting event. Does that even compare? But as you said, even the podcast is on Spotify and uh, different areas that you can get it. But that's how people are viewing TV now. They're doing it all on demand. So we never probably will have that must-see night ever, ever again uh, over the course of the week.
1: Oh, going back to social media, we do have a YouTube channel. I just uh, have one video up there, one powerful video of uh, Sweet Dick doing his cover of Billy Idol. Powerful Rebel Yell. You got to check that out. Huh? And uh, hopefully we're going to be getting more powerful content from Sweet Dick in the future. Check us out. Please subscribe there. There's a little bell. You click on that and that notifies you when a new video drops.
0: I don't know if I can say that Sweet Dick uh, as, as fluently as you do. Do you have personal experience that you know that he's Sweet
1: Dick? <laughs> you don't know Sweet Dick? <laughs> uh, well, we, we all know Johnny Rage that you don't know Dick. So yeah. Now, Johnny yeah, Rage, I'm... hold on, Johnny Rage, no. <laughs> Typically, I pick the song of the day, powerful yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Now, I, and you, uh, I want you this time to pick the song of the day.
0: How much time do I have? Do I have to do it right now or can I think about it? No,
1: just think about it now. What's a song? What is your your theme song? Like what would be, today's going to be a good day. You would turn it on, you know, in your uh, powerful truck, warm up the truck. You put the song on and that would propel you through the day. This would be your how, theme song. How about,
0: how about pump up the volume? Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Dance, dance. Do, 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 do. You likey?
1: I'll go with that.
0: Um, Daggs, I want to talk to you about, um, Game of Thrones. I know you're a big fan. I think I'm the only person in the world who hasn't watched it or watched a little piece of it. And I, I, I told you before, I hate to admit it because people shame you for not watching Game of Thrones.
1: That's, that's um, what, what's funny about that is you don't even know because there's a famous shame scene in there. Is there really? Yes.
0: Well, I watched the trailer, um, I didn't realize there were evil dragons in Game of Thrones.
1: Well dude, you watched it you didn't even you watched a little bit of one episode.
0: Uh it was a lot of bit of a little bit of an episode.
1: I'm telling you, it's a cool, it's like it's like Lord of the Rings, but R rated.
0: Right. So, um, so
1: you would enjoy it. There's nudity and violence and
0: Well, wasn't that the same as Game uh uh Lord of the Rings? Didn't they have the same thing? Nudity and Violence.
1: Oh, no, did you even watch it? You gotta get out of your nineteen uh, fifties show and start watching stuff.
0: So I gotta stop watching my Gilligan's Island and my Monster? No,
1: but you can watch both. See what I do? I enjoy the retro, but I also watch the new. I'm gonna watch this new the horseshit Captain Marvel coming out. I'm gonna go watch that.
0: Oh, why do you say horseshit Captain Marvel? You're the big comic guru.
1: They had all the movies coming up. The Avengers movie, you know, ended on a cliffhanger where Thanos, you know, killed half the half the world's population. So she's going to be the savior, this Captain Marvel. But for most people, unless you're a comic book nerd fan, you've never heard of her. You've heard, you know, even you have heard of Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, the Hulk, Thor.
0: Are you trying to shame me again? No. Uh, even, even you have heard of. Yes,
1: yes. Um, I mean, this, it- this is not really you. This is a powerful character you do. In real life, what, you actually know what's going on.
0: When what, what is this? When is it coming out? It seems like they've been promoting this thing. For a year.
1: Well, of course. That's what they do. It's all, you know, when they took over Marvel, Disney, it's, it's, you need money, 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 money.
0: I get that. But when is it coming out? I've had enough of the trailer. No, I
1: know, but that's what they do. You know, they force you to watch it. They dropped it in there because it, you know, it, it sets up the whole, you know, the end game, the Avengers. You got to watch it to, you know, to fit out all the pieces of the puzzle together. So it's coming out. I'm watching it, I believe, the 10th okay. or the 11th next week.
0: Now, there are certain trailers which get you pumped up and fired up, and it's like, wow, that gives me some goosebumps. That looks good. Does that trailer do anything for you? No. But you're just going to out of...
1: Well, first of all, you can't get refunds on it. Second of all, I enjoy going out to the movie. I like the experience. We're going out with a group of friends. I like getting a meal before. And it's going to be entertaining enough that, you know, I'll sit through it. It's not Mm -hmm. going to be some talky, you know, some weird um, foreign film that Mm -hmm. I have no interest in seeing. I mean, it's going to have, you know, superheroes. It's going to have the other superheroes. It's going to show you little sneak peeks of other stuff. So, you know, you have to see it if you watched all the other ones and you got into them.
0: Is it a two and a half burn?
1: I don't know off the top of my head how long it is.
0: You know, I have seen that trailer now no less than 10 times, I bet. And there is nothing in any way, shape or form about that that moves me Um, other than you kind of get into it neck deep and you have to go see it if you want to see the next Marvel movie. So it's kind of out of duty. You have to. Um, But it doesn't it doesn't. It just kind of seems been there, done that type movie. It's I not,
1: think I think the Hulk is gonna make an appearance. That you might, he might well, redeem himself. Remember what a bitch he was in the last one.
0: Yeah, he'll be scared. He won't come out. And, no, um, and
1: do you think he'll he'll become the old Hulk?
0: Well, I mean, you'd have to. Otherwise, you're gonna have to kill him off. He's absolutely worthless. Or I'll kill him off. I'll grab him and uh, just body slam him.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: but yeah, it, it's coming out the tenth. Um, now another movie, we can go back to your Captain Marvel, but coming out the 15th, what looks really good to me, it's right up my alley is captive state. I would much rather go to that movie. However, I'll probably go to both, but I, well,
1: that it's, one, it, but it's a whole different movie. Tell the fans of flock of Amish what it, what that movie is going to be about.
0: Well, captive state is about aliens that come down to the earth and take over and they're under the rule of the aliens, and then of course trying, there's gonna be a revolt. Um, I just love it's a sci-fi, yes. I do uh connect to those better than the than the comic book ones, but on the same token too, I thoroughly enjoyed um my ADHD in three two one. Who's the one with um venom? I, I thought Venom was really well done. I, I really enjoyed that one. See, that's the, that's
1: the thing with with the comic book movies. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit it too. when you when you throw in the, you know the descriptive comic book movie right away, you're going think it's going to be lame if you're really not into comic books. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily. There's a lot of films that people don't know that are based on comic books, and also like "The Watchmen" was a movie I enjoyed. But go go ahead. You're saying the venom. The venom had. Do you think it's because of the horror aspect of it you liked?
0: No. I I, number one, Tom Hardy. I thought did a phenomenal job setting the character up um, when it was slowly taking over his form, his body. Um, I really felt like it was truly happening. Um, He did such a good job with the whole role. I thought he was probably why I enjoyed it so much. Um, It got kind of unrealistic that battle at the end. Um, so so before
1: some... it was realistic? <laughs>
0: hey, yes, I I believe it was. Um, but it got out of hand over the top, unrealistic, as some movies can do. That epic battle.
1: Well, even my favorite movies, they always have to end in some abandoned warehouse where pipes are breaking and steam is shooting out all the time. And yeah. it's always a assembly line that just starts up... you know starts up by itself and then they oh no you're gonna get crushed by the 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 compactor machine you know they always have to add that crap in there
0: yeah that reminds me of um the buford pusser remake walking tall with uh the rock that's exactly where they end up at some old lumber uh um warehouse
1: (laughs) do the the saws turn on by themselves or what
0: uh, no (laughs) but Almost, very similar to that. But.
1: Maybe they could have a powerful little uh, little house on the prairie where a battle happens at the you know the old mill and the saw. Remember that when he had the cool water, the water wheel would power the oh, saw. Yeah.
0: That's where Pa worked. That was at the uh, lumberyard. The uh, they cut their lumber there at the mill.
1: God, he was manly, wasn't he?
0: Don't you remember though? There was an, uh when the the the, the they have this giant granite wheel thing that. Um, the football player what was his name he was on there uh, merlin, merlin, olson? Yeah, merlin olson merlin
1: olson he's the coolest guy ever named after a wizard i feel merlin olson
0: oh he is cool but he's uh trying to load this giant granite wheel onto the back of his buggy and they're doing it with these two logs and the logs uh, snaps and the granite wheel heads right for uh pa michael landon and wipes him out and it it Fs michael lan up big time for the episode so there was kind of that scene where they're at that mill like you're saying where there was trouble there's always trouble at those places.
1: Did he have his arm tied up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always have the arm tied up. <laughs> <and> a sling. <laughs> <The
0: white shit. laughs> exactly. Yes he did. He was he was out for a while and he I always up. wanted <laughs> I always wanted
1: to get like a a toothache and then wrap my head in like a pillowcase, <laughs> you know they used to do that too. <laughs> Or put a stake on my eye when I got punched.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Powerful. Now, you were, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, people passing away. Yeah. The lead singer yeah. of the Prodigy Band passed away.
0: I saw mm-hmm. that. a young a band, too.
1: Luke Perry.
0: Yeah, Luke Perry.
1: King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Now, King Kong Bundy, what, what you might not know, that the, the Married with Children the name Bundy's was named after him.
0: You know, I, I was questioning that because was that an, I, I was thinking he named himself after Ted Bundy.
1: The, uh, the married with children, the show, the, the dudes that started it were fans of him. So they named the family, the Bundy's. Really? And, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And what's, was and what's cool is he, he makes a couple appearances in there as the, the family member of Peg Bundy.
0: I didn't know that. I, I, I was thinking that maybe Ted Bundy was the character they were going after because he's more doom and gloom. You know, it fits his character much more. Yeah, he more. was a
1: heel. He was the the bad guy.
0: It, it, it kind of stemmed about the same time, I think, too, roughly. Uh, so, if you,
1: do you remember uh, Stir Crazy?
0: Stir Crazy. Yeah.
1: Do you remember in Stir Crazy they had a big, giant, bald guy in jail? And he kind of reminded me of what jail King Kong movie Bundy.
0: What jail movie doesn't have the big tall bald guy
1: oh yeah they always have, have to, the stereotypes
0: you have to have the. and st- his nickname is like tiny or something like yes
1: that. it's an ironic nickname powerful
0: but king Co- kong kong bundy was 61 yeah that's young well I, re- thought that I thought he'd be a lot older than that
1: yeah wrestling really uh does not number on you
0: i'm curious how old is uh the hulk hogan then
1: should we look it up keep it talking we will sh- look it up
0: we can do our Google research.
1: Yes. I'm my own Google boy today.
0: But we actually have four people that died. They always say Hollywood actors. Or actresses die in threes. You got, well, I guess King Kong Bundy's not a Hollywood type, but celebrity. We'll call him that. Um, we had Luke Perry, the singer from Protégé. Um, Protégé. have Protégé, sorry. And I told you, let's not forget Beverly Owen. Marilyn on the Munster, She passed away. And King Kong Bundy. Does that makes four? So does that mean we have to start over? We're looking for two more.
1: Hulk Hogan Six. is sixty-five years old. Gosh, I'm gonna grab a beverage he, here. Keep talking.
0: He was a young man at sixty-five, or is a young man. I so when he was doing the Rocky movie, he uh, that was about twenty years ago. So he was only about mid-forties. Thunder 45. Lips. Thunderlips, yeah. I thought he was about 65 back then. <laughs> now, Diggs, you're not by a chance. You sit to grabbing a beverage. You're not grabbing one of those sweet Amish baby beers, are you?
1: Powerful segue. We, are, we did create the most powerful homebrew ever, Amish Sasquatch. Is it Sasquatch? Or, I like to say Sasquatch, and I get corrected. You can say whatever you I'm want. I'm going to. This is my podcast. Yeah. Amish Sasquatch Bender, powerful beer. We're looking at labels and such. We will get uh, pictures up. I want to have a little party, too. We'll have uh, pictures up on Instagram as soon as that happens.
0: Oh, you're cool. You're going to have a beer tasting party. Yes.
1: Johnny Rage is a very busy man, but he should take time out to enjoy this party.
0: Mm-hmm. I love, uh, especially if there's beer there. That'll definitely get me there.
1: Well, we made a ton of different beers, too.
0: Can you give us a flavor for what uh, the flavors are? The sense uh, point.
1: I think we have a, kind of a Russian imperial milk stout. We have uh, some other ones that off the top of my head. I can't remember. I am not the brewmaster. Uh, Dr. Drake is. Okay. But I'm just going to tell you they're powerful.
0: Okay. I, w- I would expect nothing but powerful beer. I look forward to it. I'll give me the date and time, I'll have my peeps, look at the calendar and see if we can see if we can make it happen.
1: See, that's what the audience doesn't know. That Johnny Rage is a powerfully busy man, wears multiple hats. Mm-hmm. What are you wearing now? A fez? Uh, I
0: actually have a baseball cap on right now. All
1: right. I see sure. you in a sombrero, with all that dangling shit from it.
0: That'd be nice. I I don't why that, Dave. If I might
1: ask. I don't know. I'm just seeing it right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. You know, the president always likes to invite people that win national championships to the White House. I bring this topic up because uh, football, NDSU, they won the Division 1A championship. Guess what he served them,
1: Um, Chick-fil-A?
0: Yep. (laughs) He did did it again. Uh, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. I I
1: love how people all get upset. Fast food. Well, and you don't want them to spend tax money, but you're upset that he served them Chick-fil-A.
0: Well, the problem is... The, the, the tab isn't, like, probably any cheaper by getting him this stuff. Now, last time when he did it to, uh, uh was it, Clemson. When Clemson won the national championship, he did the same thing because we had that government uh, shutdown. He spent, like, 2500 bucks of his own money to go get that stuff. I think you could put Dag's quite a spread together for, for 2500 Um, Are you Chick-fil-A fan or no?
1: You know, to me it's all chicken sandwiches. I don't get too excited about a chicken sandwich. I've enjoyed really? Chick-fil-A. It's not bad. I mean it's decent. I'm thinking as but, it's, speak but it's a chicken sandwich. I'm not gonna yeah. go I'm not gonna go out of my way. I'm not gonna hop in the, the buggy to get a chicken sandwich. If some if a chicken sandwich is near me, a restaurant, then I'll enjoy it.
0: Okay, now would it have to be a Chick fil A or would, it, would, would any restaurant chicken sandwich too?
1: Any chicken sandwich, but I'm not sure. gonna get a chicken sandwich. Usually, you get a chicken sandwich to be healthy, so then you you can't have the breading on it. It's got to be grilled, and then pretty you know, pretty soon, you know, why did you even get it?
0: Well, you don't want Canes then. There's always the battle, which is better, Chick Fil A or Canes? Canes Chick Fil A would be a shade more healthy than Canes, but not by much. Canes has just got this thick coating of fried greasiness to it. Very good, however, but.
1: I'm just seeing hot off the press here. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel reviews aren't as bright as Brie Larson's star, so I'm grabbing some here. Um, uh, Isn't that this this guy? This guy uh, calls it a massively disappointing introduction to Carol Danvers. Who's this guy? uh, Some indie. It's called Indie Wires. Okay. And then the Los Angeles Times. It says, uh, Brie Larson absolutely nails a character in a fun, fresh take on a superhero movie. So it's like, you got to go see it or not go see it. A lot of people's problem is with, you know, her coming out with her attitude on who she wanted to see the movie. And then some people say that's not what she really said. But the bottom line is, why would you alienate any of your audience?
0: Oh, I get it. And it's a
1: superhero movie. Watch it, have fun. Like I say, popcorn movie.
0: And don't you think? superhero you think patriotic, America, all the good stuff together, rolled up in one? Superman. Superman. Truth justice um, in the American Way.: No, I mean, come comes to these critics, though, it's, it's just like pizza. You'll love one, I'll hate it. I'll love one, you'll hate it. Um, how many people have their favorite pizza joint, their favorite Chinese joint? Movie critics and rot- even Rotten Tomatoes? I will refer to them after a movie versus before. I I do like to form my own opinion. That won't stop me from seeing a movie. Um, So the, the um, and and plus with Marvel, there's such a built-in following to that, that I don't think they listen to the critiques either. They just go and and love
1: it. Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, in this whole series, you know, built up with all the different movies, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Captain America, culminating in the Avengers movies, culminating at you know Thanos. So I mean, they they did it wonderfully. They brought everything together. So the Captain Marvel, you're forced to see it, you know.
0: But will that it run its course? These movies. Do the millennials, dags, do the millennials like comic books?
1: Well, it's not even millennials. I mean, that's there's this spans. I mean, the movie. I mean the comic books came out in the early sixties. So you, you have that, you have the younger kids, you know, whatever they're called, Generation Y, Z, whatever, millennials are in there. Baby you know, not the baby boomers, but Gen X. So every comic books, they're they're popular, but it's it's never gonna be what like, like TV was back then, like we were talking about. That's what you had for the kids, you had comic books. Then you had, you know, television and movies. And now we have, we have things like this powerful podcast that people love, that the most powerful love that you've ever experienced is the love of the Amish Baby Machine podcast. But people love podcasts. They love streaming shows. They like YouTube. I watch YouTube shows. You watch, do you see what I'm saying? There's so much stuff to watch that, yes, there is huge comic book fans, but the numbers are never going to approach what they used to be because everything is so you know, fragmented, segmented, whatever, however you want to say it.
0: I think that that's what we talked about. That's why you'll never have a Thursday night lineup that does as well in the Arbitron as you did with NBC. You'll never see that again. Four strong sitcoms. Well, now nobody watches it. It's all on demand. You want to watch your favorite comedy. It's, you're not going to watch it on television. You're probably going to catch it on, on Netflix or Hulu. So but that, that speaks volumes, too, though, when you, when you say what you're saying. The other side of that is, look how popular it is. I mean, what would drive people to the movie theaters with everything you also said as well? Why go when you get a lot of that? You know, you turn to Netflix, there's all kinds of movies probably very similar. So when these things are doing a billion dollars, that's a huge testament to the, to the popularity of the, of the Marvel.
1: As far as movies, you know, movies are designed to be seen in the movie theater, and a lot, of, a lot of people miss out on that when they watch it. Like, even if you have a big screen at home, 70 inches, that pales in comparison to the powerful movie screen. And the powerful sound system, they have, like, the Dolby's Atmos, where, where it's not, not only surround sound, but the, the height of the sound. Like, if a helicopter is flying by versus some rocket, you can determine the height just by hearing it. Mm-hmm. These are things that people are not going to have in their home stereo, and if they do, you know, most people—I mean, sure, rich people have it, but the average person is watching on a normal TV, and if they're lucky, they have surround speakers or a sound bar.
0: Yeah, I have the, I have the sound bar at home. It actually gets obnoxious. Um, it vibrates too much. The the, the lampshade kind of vibrates when
1: it's on. Well, you you need to tweak the settings too. It's like people that you know have the subwoofers in their car, and the bass is just. <laughs> All the time. I mean to have it set cool, you have the music, you know, you have the, the highs and when it hits the bass, that's when the bass kicks. Not all the time. It should be humming all the time. Right. So you can actually tweak those sound bars and everything.
0: I need an expert like you, Dave, you on. do.
1: I'm I'm here to guide you.
0: Okay. Well, Put your tiny
1: you. hand in mine.
0: Okay. Taking a network here. I have to I have to punch out here
1: Yes. Johnny Rage is at his fast food restaurant, and your shift is over, huh?
0: <laughs> My podcasting shift.
1: It is. Johnny Rage. Did you have a good time today, Johnny Rage?
0: I had an awesome town time. And hopefully when we talk again, we'll talk about uh, Captain Marvel, and we'll give him our opinion. Was it worth it? Was it not worth it? And Powerful. And captive, captive State as well. Find out about that and
1: more on the Powerful Podcast. Powerful. Well, thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed this powerful episode. Do us one favor. Please tell a friend about this powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app, available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Machine and visit our webpage, www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.